Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. This is Hal in Philly, the host of Tales of the Road Warriors, and I want to thank everyone for your support. We've been picked up for another season, so we're back by popular demand. Thank you. Thank you. This episode is subtitled Decompressed, because I've been on hiatus for almost two months, and I'm finally decompressed after attending two podcast festivals. One was the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, also known as uh, Philly Podfest. And then a couple weeks later, I went to Orlando, Orlando, Florida for a week, and that's where I attended this humongous conference of like 3,000 podcasters and vendors and workshops. And that was uh, Podcast Movement 2019, PM19. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, and it's all coming up on Tales of the Road Warriors! Warriors, come out to play, yay! Well... As I was saying, I finally decompressed after a much longer than anticipated hiatus. And then after I decompressed, I actually got sick for a couple of weeks, this, the head congestion and sore, scratchy throat, and I still had to do some gigs at the same time. Not complaining. Gigs are good. It means I'm working. So anyway, uh, I in late July, I participated in the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, or P- Philly Podfest for short. And I recorded a live show at the Tattooed Mom on South Street. The locals call it T-Moms. You ever notice how Philly people always have to shorten everything or give it a nickname? I could do a whole rant about that. Actually, I think I'll save that for a rainy day. Uh, So uh, for the live show, I tried something completely different. I thought I'd try a panel discussion with three singer-songwriters that I know, including local folk rocker Dan May and his close friends Lizanne Knott and her daughter Sierra Grace. Lizanne is a well-known singer-songwriter too, and she just released a brand new album, and Sierra, her daughter, is recording one now. And there's a lot of buzz surrounding Sierra's project, so I'll keep you posted. And uh, for links to all the music and stuff and Lizanne Knott's new album, Stay tuned. Dan May's working on a new book, so I'll put uh, links to that when that uh, comes out. See the show notes on the Tales of the Road Warriors website for links to all of this music as it unfolds. A few weeks after the Philly Podfest, along comes PM19 in Orlando, Florida. They were expecting over 3,000 podcasters to attend workshops and presentations and classes, network events. Uh, vendors were there showing off the latest technology and products for podcasters, and they had the biggest, wildest parties. The The biggest one was on the last day. It was sponsored by iHeartRadio, and uh, just a crazy, crazy, cray-cray, intense time. I had been anticipating this for months, and so back in, I think, maybe April, I had arranged for a nice room through Airbnb. I secured my tickets to all three days of the event, booked my flight. I arranged for a rental car. Uh, My neighbor, he agreed to watch my dog, which was perfect because his dog and mine are besties. So it was great. worked out fine. They played, probably played nonstop for the whole week. And still, I don't like to travel that much. Uh, And I hadn't flown to another city in years. I hadn't attended any big conventions like this. So this was a huge deal to me. Just a few days after the Philly Podfest thing, I get an email from Airbnb 
informing me that the person that was renting me the room in Orlando canceled. I mean, wait, what? Yeah, for whatever reason, they decided not to rent the room to me, and now here I was with everything ready to to go except a place to stay when I got there. And by the way, just so you know what kind of great deal I had, the Rosen Shingle Creek, where the convention was being held, that would have cost over $500 a night for one room. And the place I got through Airbnb was about 20 minutes away and cost 48 bucks a night. So that was like less than, it was about $200 for the entire week. So where in hell was I going to find another deal this close to the date of the event? Believe it or not, Craigslist. I, I, I immediately put the word out in a couple podcaster groups on Facebook and on my profile page and on Craigslist which I fully expected someone would attempt to scam me out of my life savings, which ain't much, so no worries there. I even made a few phone calls to people I thought might have some Florida connections. Nope, nothing, nada, zero, zip. So the next day, I get an email from Craigslist. This guy offered me a room in his condo. His son was away in, um, I forget where, not the Philippines. Um, I can't remember... Uh, exactly where <clears throat> his son is a uh, competition skydiver. So he was away. He wasn't due back until July 19th. And I only needed the room from like the 11th to the 17th. So I'd be leaving there. I'd be out of there two days before his son got back, worked out perfectly. He only charged me 49 bucks a night, which was only a dollar more than the Airbnb deal. So to make a long story short, it turned out to be completely legit. This guy, his name is Alan. He's a real estate guy. He owns a little 13-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel named Bella. And I used to have a Cavalier myself named Cooper. So I knew this guy was going to be cool. I checked him out on Facebook. I checked out his Facebook page. I went went to his LinkedIn page. And I found out that he was pretty well respected. And it turns out, he used to do Airbnb himself, but his condo association frowned on it, so he stopped taking in strangers. But he saw I was in trouble, and he reached out. So thank you, Alan. I, I owe you one big time. Please give little Bella a hug for me. Oh, yeah, i got to tell you about the elusive Heineken. PM 19, didn't, it didn't begin until Tuesday. So, but I got there Sunday night because I wanted to like get a full day in to take in my surroundings, you know, familiarize myself with the neighborhood. So I arrived in Orlando on Sunday night. Uh, I I got held up a little bit at the car rental place because there was this family that didn't have the right ID, and I had to wait for them to get checked out. So I finally got my rental car, and I got to Alan's condo at about eleven thirty, and I figured, you know what, I'll find a local bar. And I'll get a Heineken because I had been promising myself a Heineken for weeks now. I, I, I stopped drinking a long time ago, but still every now and then I treat myself. So I was going to treat myself. It was the day before the event so I could sleep in the next day. So couldn't hurt to have a Heineken, right? So I'm going to have a Heineken. But it was kind of late at night and it was a Sunday night. Uh, Winter Park, where I was staying, is kind of a sleepy town. But I figure, you know, there has to be one bar that's open. So Alan says, go go out to Park Avenue because whether you make a left or a right, you're, you're bound to hit a bar that's open. So, so that's what I did. Had I turned to the right, I would have found a place immediately. But I turned left. And um, I drove and drove and drove and finally found a place 
And it looked like there were people inside. So I went to the door, but it was locked. And they motioned through the window. They, they're like, no, no, we're closed. Manager came to the door. And he says, uh, there's a place about 20 minutes from here. They, they're open until 2. And he gave me directions. So I got there. Now, by now, it's already almost 1 o'clock. And um, I get to the place. It's like one of those Miller's Ale houses. And as I pull in, like all the employees, every employee in the place was milling around outside. They were all saying a good night to each other. So obviously, I missed that one, too. And then I tried another place on the way back. They were closed. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to try going to the right of where I had started. So I drove all the way back to Winter Park, except just as I got there, I got stopped at this light that didn't change for 15 minutes before I realized this light is broken. And while I was waiting there, time's ticking, and I'm like, I'm not getting a beer tonight, am I? So no, I didn't. That, that was that. Now, the next morning... I go check Facebook, and this guy had posted a picture in the um, in the podcasters group. It was a picture of him uh, taking a selfie in front of like a little refrigerator filled with Miller High Life, a fridge filled with beers. He had got there at the same time I did, only he had stopped and picked picked up like a twelve pack, or maybe it was a case. I don't know. All I know, and so I commented. I said. Dude, where were you last night when I needed a beer? I, I would have shared those with you. He probably thought I was some gay guy coming on to him. So, okay, so now the the the, the first day of PM19, I get up early, got a coffee in my hand, and when I entered the building, I found myself at the end of a massive hall. It was as big as the inside of a convention center. I don't know. You, you might even fit a convention center inside the hall of the Rosen Shingle Creek. That reminds me, the, the name, Rosen Shingle Creek. Okay, I get the name Rosen. Old man Rosen probably named the hotel after himself. But who names the place Shingle Creek? That's not very appealing, really. Was there, was there a creek at one time where people got shingles from going in the water? Uh, I think they should rethink it. Call it. Just call it Rosen Universal. You don't see people lining up for Disney World Shingle Creek, do you? Okay, maybe it's just me. Ran over. So, as I was saying... It's first morning, but Tuesday was more of a meet-and-greet networking kind of a day. The main event was actually Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I was just wandering around, taking in the grandeur of the place. It was, uh, it was only about 9.45, and who should I see sitting by himself with no one around to bother him, except me, was one of the biggest names in podcasting, David Jackson. And he invited me to sit and chat, so I did. As far as I'm concerned... I got my money's worth right then and there on the on the very first morning of the very first day. He was very gracious. We had a nice conversation. I tried not to pick his brain too much. Just let him know I enjoyed his podcast, School of Podcasting, and his show, Ask the Podcast Coach, on YouTube. I was hoping to meet his co-host, Jim Collison, but Dave didn't know where he was. But that's okay, because it was only Tuesday, and I had till Friday. So about 10 minutes later... I'm walking and I see Steve Stewart. Steve is also one of the people I had hoped to meet. He teaches a free introductory audio editing course online. And for only 50 bucks, you get access to the full course on how to edit a podcast using Audacity, which is a free audio editing program for Mac or Windows. And considering the fact there's no charge to download, it's fairly 
a robust and dependable program. The learning curve is not terribly steep, and Steve Stewart's course covers everything you need to know and then some. There's a link to it in the show notes in case you're interested in learning how to edit audio. Even if you're not interested in podcasting, if you want to record music or a song, it's a good way to learn how it all works. Over the course of the next few days, I attend seminars, classes, workshops, but mostly I just wandered from booth to booth meeting other podcasters and picking brains. During one of the keynote events, this guy is a contestant on a game similar to Shark Tank, where you pitch your idea for a podcast. I think it was called The Goldfish Tank. So anyway, this big heavyset guy with a New York accent, he's pitching a show called Dumbing It Down with Dave. And I recognized the guy instantly. It was the same guy who posted the picture of himself in front of the fridge full of Miller beers. So I watched him go back to his seat, and I made my way over to the table and introduced myself. I had to meet this guy. So I told him about my ordeal chasing down that elusive Heineken that never materialized. And uh, I since listened to his show, too. It's called Dumbing It Down with Dave. His name is Dave Canyon, K-A-N-Y-A-N. And he's a true road warrior. He's a truck driver and a comic. He does a show, uh, calls it the world's fastest podcast, because every week he's in his car at speeds up to 80 miles an hour, driving to pick up his truck. And at the end of the week, after he's done, you know, doing his truck driving, he, he goes back to his car. And as he's driving home, he does another podcast, exhausted from a week of driving and occasionally running over those bumpy things in the road to help you keep awake. And you, you can actually hear it over the <laughs> hear it over the car speakers. So he talks about whatever's on his mind. Very spontaneous and pretty funny. Uh, you'll find a link to Dumbing It Down with Dave in the show notes uh, so you can check it out on Spreaker or Stitcher or whatever app you happen to use to get your podcast. Uh, then I met a guy that calls himself Perennial. His real name is Isaac Young. He's a wild, crazy, manic host of a podcast called The Fake News Update. Uh, in the meantime, I continued to wander around. I'm checking out mics and mixers. I'm picking brains. I'm picking up puppies at Luminaries, Puppies and Free Beer Booth. That's right. This podcast company actually brought live puppies and gave away free beer to attract customers. Talk about marketing genius. Well, I don't know how successful they were because everybody remembered the puppies and the beer, but they, they couldn't remember the name of the company. At this point, I want to give a shout out to Dave Cunningham, Dave C. at uh, Aweber. He's a fellow musician from the Philly area and an expert in email newsletters. So I'm going to go see him gig soon with his band, Go Ham, his popular party band. Hopefully, uh, he'll get he'll help me get my email campaign on the right, uh, on the right track. Speaking of which, I'm I'm really trying to build my email list. So sign up on the Tales of the Road Warrior site. Go to my contact page. Uh, you know, email me so I can add you to the list. I promise I'll only send newsletters that are relevant and fun and nothing spammy. You know what? Speaking of email. Uh, I actually got an email recently, so uh, let me respond to that. Let's see. What's on your mind? Hello, Hal. I just discovered and listened to your A Conversation with Lisa Nemzo. I met Lisa in the latter half of the 80s, and we went on to make beautiful music together as co-writers. I would put a lyric in the post or under her door, and if it spoke to her, quote-unquote, she would compose the music. 
one of my faves, Every Teardrop, may be heard on Bandcamp. Uh, and then he puts the, um, the link. All the very best, Martin. So, Martin, thank, thanks for that. Uh, you know, great to hear from you. Um, when I talk to Lisa, I'll, uh, ask, I'll ask her about you. And I'll put a link in the show notes to the song that you sent me so that everyone else can hear it, too. By the way, if you really enjoyed that uh, episode with Lisa Nemzo, you'll be happy to hear that there's actually a part two coming up where we discuss the uh, the tragedy of her guitar being completely crushed and ruined by one of those uh, one of those uh, cargo loaders at the airport. And uh, if anybody has an experience where they were traveling with a guitar or a saxophone or or something, and the the uh, the baggage handlers ruined your equipment or wouldn't let you board the plane and made you put it underneath and it, and something happened to it. Uh, I'm looking for more stories like that because I want to devote a whole episode to traveling with instruments. Philly at gmail.com. Please uh, just write me and let me know the story and I'll get in touch with you and we'll talk. I almost forgot to tell you, um, on the uh, on the first day there, I, I ate for free all day, and I didn't plan on it. I, I just some, uh, I just somehow turned out that way. Um, Alan, the guy who let me stay at his condo, uh, he treated me to a Krispy Kreme donut, uh, uh, and I enjoyed that with my coffee before I left. And then uh, while I was talking to Steve Stewart that same day, uh, somehow I got invited along for breakfast at the Rosen Shingle Buffet where we were joined by another big name in podcasting and podcast editing, Carrie caulfield Eric, I may have been slightly out of my league. So anyway, Steve picks up the tab for breakfast, which, by the way, Steve Stewart, if you're listening, thank you again. And then later for dinner, I ran into my sister and um, her colleague, Julie. They do a podcast called Shrinks on Third. So uh, Cindy and Julie treated me to an early birthday dinner, so I end up getting breakfast, lunch, and dinner that whole day on the house. And when I told when I told her that Steve Stewart had treated me to breakfast and that Alan had bought me a donut, <laughs> they just started cracking up like I was some like the biggest mooch. And maybe I am, I don't know. But like I said, I wasn't looking for free meals. It just worked out that way. And I am very grateful for just the people I met uh, and and the food. That's about it. So, okay, so now it's the last day of the uh, of the week. And they had this big party, like I told you earlier, from uh, iHeartRadio through this huge bash. There was DJs. The music was pumping so loud. And uh, speaking of th- free food, they also had free food. They had like slider, chicken sliders, pulled pork sliders. Uh, hummus with the most incredible dip I have ever tasted. It was like a combination of cream cheese and hummus and something sweet. Maybe they add a little sugar to it. I don't know what it was, but it was out of this world. So anyway, it got it started to get like really throb, throbbing loud inside. And I thought, you know what? I'm moving this party outside. So I picked myself up and just went outside and started mulling around and there was tons of people outside who I guess had the same idea. It was just too loud to talk. So there were people talking. And then I see this guy talking to this lady. And the guy was Jim Collison. So I wandered over. I was on my way out. It was the last night of podcast 
Movement 2019. And finally, there he is in the flesh, Jim Collison. So I worked my way over. And uh, he was just ending the conversation with this gal. So I uh, introduced myself to Jim Collison. And what what a great guy. So I was talking to him for about 20 minutes. Oh, and during the conversation, I had handed uh, Jim Collison my Tales of the Road Warriors business card. And then about a week or so later, when they were doing the Ask the Podcast Coach show on YouTube, Jim held up my card and like gave me a shout out. So thanks for that, Jim. Like You have no idea how great you, you made my day, man. Thanks again. It was awesome. And that's it. I had the, just the loveliest, greatest time. And it took me weeks to, discom- to decompress from all this. While this was all going on, it was also the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. So there were all these Woodstock things. Netflix did a, a great documentary about it. At first, I thought that it was like the movie Woodstock. So I watched it thinking that's what it was. But then it turned out to be like a uh, a documentary showing all the things that were going on off the stage, like out, out in the woods and out in the fields. And if you get a chance to watch this Netflix uh, documentary about Woodstock 69, 50th anniversary, uh, check it out. It's great. And I just want to tell you real quickly before I end this podcast, when Woodstock was actually happening, I was, I think I was like 16 years old. I was 16 going on 17. So before all that happened, Woodstock happened. And two weeks before Woodstock was a, an event called the Atlantic City Pop Festival. So I didn't go to Woodstock because I already had tickets to the Atlantic City Pop Festival. It was kind of like Woodstock, but without all the mud and 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 uh, drug overdoses and bad acid trips. Okay, the Atlantic City Pop Festival took place on August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1969. And that's the one I went to. I saw Chicago, Chambers Brothers, and uh, Iron Butterfly, Joni Mitchell, uh, Procol Harum, Mother Earth, Tracy Nelson, uh, AUM, Booker T and the MGs, Lothar and the Hand People, Johnny Winter. Then Saturday was uh, the Jefferson Airplane, Creedence Clearwater Revival. And they were like one of the hottest groups in the world at the time. Shout out to my buddy, Bob Malone, who actually plays keyboards with them now today. Uh, let's see, you saw B.B. King, Tim Buckley, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, The Birds, Lighthouse, Crazy World of Arthur Brown, Hugh Masekela, The American Dream, which was a local Philly band. And uh, they had a The American Dream had a song called uh, You Can't Get to Heaven on the Frankfurt L. That's because the Frankfurt L goes straight to Frankfurt. Uh, Sunday, Janis Joplin and the Full Tilt Boogie Band, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, um, let's see, Can Heat, Three Dog Night, Santana, uh, Buddy Miles, Dr. John, The Night Tripper, Joe Cocker, Buddy Rich, the Sir Douglas Quintet, and um, Little Richard, who played, went, went wild, he had this beautiful white baby grand piano. So now here's the kicker. And I never heard anybody else mention this. So I, I, I think I'm the only one who saw this. I was heading back to my car. And as I'm heading back, I see an acoustic band in the parking lot with a pretty good-sized crowd clapping, and they're chanting along. And as I get closer, I realize it's David Peel on the Lower East Side. 
So I guess they didn't get booked officially, so they decided to just show up. Uh, this past weekend, I celebrated my 67th birthday. So this all happened when I was 16, going on 17. Also the year I lost my virginity. So thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everybody. And I will... <laughs> Coming up on Future Tales of the Road Warriors, I have the live podcast that I recorded in Philadelphia uh, with uh, Dan and Lizanne and Sierra. Uh, I talked to Brett Perkins in Denmark. He used to be the uh, the West Coast Director of the National, the National Academy of Songwriters, and uh, he's got uh, his own thing going on, still doing songwriter workshops, and he's got uh, a band called the Pawn Shop Preachers. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter and let me know uh, if, if there's anybody you want me to talk to if, or if anything you want me to talk about. Uh, look forward to hearing from you, getting your emails, getting your comments. Go to my website, talesoftheroadwarriors.com, and go to the show notes pages of each individual episode and make comments and, and interact with me. I enjoy it, and, and thank you again for... Uh, getting helping me get picked up for season two and i will see you no i won't see you you won't see me because it's audio only but you'll hear from me next week looking forward to it right now i'm going for a drive yeah.